When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. I mean, look, when you have someone who's as great as Annie, I, I think she probably would have chemistry with a doorknob. You know, it's also that thing when you have fascinating people or talented people that I've been fortunate enough to work with, I, I think they all have so much chemistry. They literally could make up for anyone not having it. Like, I, you know, I couldn't claim to have any because they're all so compelling. For Jared Leto, on-screen chemistry doesn't always come easy, but it did with his We Crash co-star, Anne Hathaway. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this edition of the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast, Jared Leto discusses playing real-life WeWork founder Adam Newman in the Apple TV Plus series. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast. Stay close. When Jared Leto took on the starring role in Apple TV Plus's We Crashed, playing Adam Newman, he says he didn't know a lot about the co-founder of WeWork. Newman was often portrayed in the media as an eccentric mogul, someone who wanted to build offices on the planet Mars, often went without shoes, and claimed to have close connections to political figures that gave him a voice in world events. Leto stars opposite Anne Hathaway, who plays Adam's wife and business partner Rebecca Newman in the eight-episode limited series based on the Wondery podcast We Crashed, The Rise and Fall of WeWork. The story details how their ambition and hubris helped launch their startup company, but also led to their downfall. What do you care about? What are you happiest? Make a business out of that feeling. What do you think when I say workspace? Cubicles, ugly furniture, bad fluorescent lighting, death. Exactly. The future of work looks different. We're selling an experience. We. We need a name. We. We live. We dream. We work. Who wins in a fight? The smart guy or the crazy guy? Are you crazy enough? I may be. I may be. (laughs) Friday's Janelle Riley recently spoke to Leto about We Crashed. Janelle began by telling Leto some of the nice things Hathaway has said about him in recent interviews. We had a special time together. It was one of those, it was a rare thing uh, for me because I had never, I'd never taken on a project that had so much material. You know, I've I've made a career out of a lot of smaller roles and um, 
you know, this, this was something really different. The guy was really verbose. So there were a lot of speeches and, you know, it was a character that's really recent in, in terms of the relevance of the story. So, you know, there, there was uh, a lot of pressure, but for some reason, I, I, there wasn't a single day that went by where I wasn't just psyched to be on the set, you know, beyond grateful to have the opportunity. And I always knew that Annie would be there for me, you know, a thousand percent and more. She's such a pro. She's a, just such a, a master uh, actor that uh, she made the perfect partner. And, and we, we, had a, we had a great time, a really charged, you know, uh, creatively charged experience. I mean this as a compliment, but I always think of Anne Hathaway as having big uh, theater camp energy because she reminds yeah. me of all the kids I went to theater camp with. And, uh, and I, I do totally mean that as a compliment. It's, it's yeah. energy that I love. But I feel like maybe you kind of share that too. I don't know if you were a theater kid or not. No, I really wasn't. I was more of a visual artist, which is probably probably easy to uh, understand that as well. I was always the kid in class who was drawing. And, uh, you know, um, but, but I, she does have that, she's a real actor you know i mean she is like a, a when i think of a classic actor you know a real crafts person um you know she is she, she is all of that and more and um you know i i've i've been in awe of her work for a long time i remember i i, I when i saw les miserables i just was floored at you know her ability to be um, so devastated and, and and full of hope at the same time and emotionally available and then sing on top of it. I mean, I, I just couldn't imagine. Uh, so anyway, great partner. And, and yeah, I understand what you're saying. She is a real, she's an actor. She's a real, you know, like a real master uh, crass person and just, you know, really one of the best. So coming into this, what did you know or think you knew about Adam and Rebecca? Because I, I literally knew nothing. You know, I kind of caught some headlines here and there, but going into, I went into this show pretty blind. Yeah, I'd heard a little bit about him, that he was a colorful character. And uh, this was before, you know, the, 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 that I'd, before I'd read any stories about him. And, you know, I'd been in a few WeWorks around the world before, I have, uh, had friends that that worked out of WeWorks. So I knew about the product. I knew about the company. I have a lot of friends in, in the tech world. And so, you know, I'd heard stories about him before. I'd, I'd heard, you know, you know, I've heard people kind of talk about him before. But I was really, once I started diving in, I just was, I was buried in material, first of all, because, you know, it's such a recent story. With Paolo Gucci, I had nothing. I had 12 photographs and a minute-long uh, video clip. And, you know, it was enough to get to where I wanted to go and, 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 to, and to inspire things. But uh, here it was just this, uh, just a barrage of, you know, information, of interviews, of photographs, of video. And uh, I just dove in and, and, and really... I enjoy the research process. I find it fascinating. It's probably the most fun part of it all to me to dig in and learn. And, you know, it's fascinating to examine someone's life or to imagine a life and to, you know, create something that 
from scratch as well. That I, I just, I'm just eternally fascinated by it all. Did you have any preconceived ideas about him going in and, and did they change at all the more you learned about him? I mean, I didn't really have any preconceived ideas. I just heard that he was a pretty colorful character, that he was a fascinating guy, that he was great in a room, a great salesperson. And of course, then you, you see headlines and you, you've, you know that he, he built uh, a company from nothing into a $47 billion empire and then you know, it all fell apart. But, you know, I, I, I dove in. I didn't know very much, um, but, you know, I, I quickly learned as much as I could. I don't know if you can talk about this now, but I know that you you did mention that you were able to meet him. I'm curious at what point in your research that came in and if it upended things at all or just really, really complemented the performance. Well, you know, I, I, I did have a meeting with him. No one knew that I was going right. to meet. I thought it would be something... I, I just really wanted to meet him, to be honest. I mean, I thought I would regret it if I didn't. Um, I wanted to, you know, look in his eyes. And, uh, you know, I also thought that, you know, no matter the circumstances, it's, you know, there's probably more to gain than there is to lose. Um, so it, it was it was while I was preparing, really too long before we shot, to be honest. Um, and uh, I had this kind of covert meeting with him because, uh, you know, I didn't want to disrupt the process in any way for, for anyone. Um, but, you know, I just I just thought it would be an, an interesting thing to do. And I'm glad that I did. I mean, I met him and his wife and his his kids is, you know, I, th- I think the five or there were at least five kids there um, when I was when I was there. And maybe a sixth was somewhere um, as well. but. Uh, they were very charming and, and very, yeah, they were very, they were very nice. I mean, I, I like them both quite a bit and they have um, a wonderful, a beautiful family. And I did uh, a short meeting with him, but it was a really good one and um, informative. And I did ask him, I had a lot of questions for him and yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, there's, there's freedom in not knowing the person, not meeting the person. And at other times, you know, it, it, it can be informative to, 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 to meet them. Um, and I, I think always as well, like, you know, regardless of people's success or failure, you know, it's my, my job to find some empathy. You know, that's my job as an actor is to try to find some understanding. Uh, it doesn't mean that you agree with everything that a character does, but it's certainly to find the, you know, some understanding, some motivation um, of, you know, why they made the choices in life that they did. Yeah, I was, and maybe this just like kind of shows how weird I am, but I was really surprised by how ca- I caught up I was in their love story. Like these two really dig each other and they're, you know, still together after all this time, there's something really kind of sweet about that. I mean, it's certainly hard to deny that they, they have something very real with one another and they have, a, they're, you know, committed to each other and, and, and have a strong sense of uh family and loyalty and but uh but no one knew that i had the meeting and i i you know he he talked about it um right. in the press uh so you know now the, the cat's out of the bag but um but yeah we did meet did he mention if he was like a fan of any of your work i just think it'd be so cool if he was like 
going back to like my so-called life or something, he'd been following you. Because I mean, if, if I were someone, I would be pretty thrilled that you were playing me. You know, he, we didn't, I can't really recall any of that. I mean, I think we talked about the physical, some of the physical differences and how I, you know, I told him how, what, I, what I was planning on doing to try to move a little bit closer to, to some of the, some of to, to him, towards him and the way that he looks. And, um, you know, we, we, we just, I got specific. I had, you know, I wanted to, I had, I had questions and things that I wanted to ask and, um, you know, to look at when you watch someone walk and talk and move and behave in person, it's much different than in uh, a video or, but yeah, it was informative and, you know, a fascinating story. There's a reason there was a documentary and a podcast and books and articles because it look, it's a very, it's a fascinating story. Yeah. And nailing that voice and that look, um, can we actually start with the voice? Because it's such a specific accent. And I think if you didn't hear the real Adam, you might like kind of question, like, what is that? Is it something like he's putting on? But that's that's his real accent. Yeah. I mean, the good thing was, like I said before, there was so much material. And, and I had this, I had hours and hours and hours of interviews that he did Um so I was really able to hone in on, 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 on the way that he spoke, you know, um, and of course he had an accent, uh, he wasn't born in America, but there were, there are other things too. Um, I was lucky because I had so much material and I could dive in so deep. Um, but whenever I approach, uh, you know, an accent or, uh, you know, I really feel like, it's, it's my job to dig as deep as possible and to, you know, not, not just for the role, but for, in a bigger sense, um, just to do the best job that I can do. You know, I feel like it's like, you know, you, you're, you're going to have an accent, whether it's French or Italian or Russian. It's like, you know, try, try to make the country, uh, you know, try to do, do them right. Try to, try to, uh, you know, um, do your very best. Um, uh, so that's what I did here. That's and I had just... a great, I had a great team of people working with me. I had about five Israelis. They were just uh, warriors uh, and really helped me. You know, I had a, a, a great actor in, in Israel, a woman named Netta. Um, and it was a really wild time in Israel. I mean, there were, there was, um, there was a time where we, you know, we, we had to end Zoom early because she had to go to the bomb shelter. I mean, it was, it was wild. And then I, we were in COVID, you know, lockdown over here. And, um, uh, but really they were, they were so generous and gave me so much insight. And, uh, you know, I, I hope uh, I didn't embarrass them and made them proud. I mean, that's the thing. If you get an accent wrong, people from the area will let you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've heard through the ether. I've had some, some people that, you know, I've had quite a few people that worked with Adam that know Adam very, very well that have reached out and, you know, were kind of astounded. I couldn't believe, you know, what they, they, someone said to me, what kind of, uh, what kind of magic or uh, is, is going on here? What kind of witchery is happening? Um, but, um, and then I've heard from some Israelis, a very complimentary, um, uh, feedback, which, which is nice. Yeah. That's what my friend who was, who had actually knew the Newman said they were, they said it was that when the show first started, they actually thought it was documentary footage. 
because wow. you didn't look anything like you and you looked so much like Adam that it was like jarring to them. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And, um, you know, it's what you hope for that you can, people can suspend disbelief and go on a ride and follow uh, characters through circumstances and get involved in a story and be caught up and caught up and, and passionate and discover a world they'd never been a part of before. And, um, and, uh, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I'm really, I'm really glad that I had the opportunity to be a part of this. I mean, the the makeup and prosthetics. I'm assuming there's like some minor prosthetics, maybe in the nose, um, but they're very subtle. That's uh, something I really like about it. Is that like, you know, you you don't look at all like yourself, but you can see yourself in there if you really look. You know, it's not like special effects or something. Was it like sort of a trial and error process with the hair and makeup team? It always is. And, you know, I'm, I tend to dig pretty deep in hair and makeup. And I've been fortunate enough to have like just incredible artists, you know, especially in the last 10 years, you know, from like from Dallas Buyers Club on, I've just been, you know, I've worked with such incredibly talented people. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I enjoy pushing the envelope with that stuff, as you know, and the hardest thing to do is really the subtlest. And mm -hmm. when it's really close to you and you're playing someone close to your age and it's quite a unique challenge. Um, but we just had a terrific team. It took a lot of trial and error. And, um, you know, it was something that we worked on and we, we kept pushing forward and we tried to make it better. Uh, every day, every single day, and all the way up to the end, we were always trying to improve things. After the break, more from Jared Leto. From Los Angeles, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. It's the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. I'm Michael Schneider. We're chatting with We Crash star Jared Leto, who plays Adam Newman, the WeWork founder. The Oscar-winning actor is known for transforming for his roles, such as his recent unrecognizable turn in House of Gucci. And taking on Newman was no exception. As we return to Janelle Riley's conversation with Leto, she asked the actor more about his process. I imagine there are some days where you looked at yourself and maybe you thought like, okay, no, that's too far. And then other days where it just wasn't quite right. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it just sits better on some days. You know, uh, it, it just sits it sits better. And it's it's kind of a mystery sometimes. Like, you're like, well, we did the same thing yesterday we did today. But yeah, I mean, as long as it's enough for the audience to believe, that's all that really matters. And it's enough for me to be, you know, to believe mm. it. And to be in the other actors that we can suspend our disbelief, like I said before, just kind of fall into the circumstances in the story. How long do you estimate that sort of trial and error was where you, you know, took time to actually perfect the look until you like looked in the mirror and really saw him? Well, you can never have too much time, but you end up 
with not enough. That's how it goes. I mean, Emma's on the phone. She could probably remember better than me. She's produced the the, the project as well. And, you know, we, um, I, I don't know when we started, but it's, you never have enough time. And there's always a moment like right before where you look in the mirror, you do a test or you do something and you say, oh my God, I have to drop out of the project. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to ruin this their film. I can't, I, you know, it happened on House of Gucci. It happened here, but then it just comes together. If you keep pushing, you keep working and, uh, you know, um, but, but this was a long haul. I hadn't done something like this. It was, uh, you know, about six months all in with, with everything. And, but I loved every single second of it. And we had a terrific, you know what I think about too, when I think about this film is we just had a great crew. We had such a great crew and then, you know, the crew doesn't get talked about enough. We had, you know, from the grips who, you know, were so helpful and went out of their way uh, for all of us and, and really made us like, you know, really just took such good care. And, you know, it's all the PAs that just bust their ass and working so hard. Um, we had just a great team, a great group of people. Um, and, and it made it, you know, that, that much more rich of an experience. Was this the first thing you shot, you know, once, once COVID had hit? No, House of oh. Gucci. I went from House of oh, Gucci. Right. I went from House of Gucci in Rome, full lockdown, right into this from Italian accent to Israeli, which was wild to do. You know, one day I was speaking with Italian accent. The next day I was like, okay, um, jumping right in. And uh, yeah, it was a journey. And I really, I, you know, I just, I never had this kind of seven, eight months of this kind of intense, you know, uh, character work like this. It was, it was great. I mean, I loved it. It was like being, you know, I don't know what to compare it to, but it was like, it was an, just an amazing creative journey. I'm really, really lucky to have these two, two projects back to back. Have you always had a facility with accents? I mean, you have great coaches, but then can you sort of slip in and out of them? Like, uh, do you have to stay in the accent when you're on sets? I've always been pretty good with, with, with accents. I think ever since I was a little kid, I would, you know, I would mimic or imitate sounds or voices. Um, and I enjoy, I also, I also traveled around a lot. So I heard a lot and, and then being on the road with the band for so many years, we spent a lot of time in Europe and we tour a lot there. Um, so those, those voices are familiar and I, I have a lot of friends throughout Europe. So that, that helps a lot when you hear those voices and that familiarity really, really paid off for me big time. But, you know, with the voice on set too, you know, you want to use the time on set to practice as much as possible. Mm -hmm. But I was talking all the time. I mean, this guy, Adam spoke a lot and it was a beautiful thing because, and I, and I pushed the, 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 the writers, you know, um, Lee and Drew, the two geniuses uh, there be, be behind everything. I really pushed them to embrace the verbosity to like really, really get that on the page. Um, because I thought that words as, as, as it was kind of scripted or, or were his kind of superpower. 
you know, his ability to seduce and disarm and to sell. And, you know, that was, that was something that he really uh, was good at. Mm-hmm. So there were, there were a lot of words. And I think that actually made it easier in some way, because I was buried, I was so deep in uh, dialogue. And then there was so much improvisation and so much ad-libbing that it, you know, I was, I was literally, I, I was forced to get to a place where it was just natural to speak that way. But was it exhausting to play him for so long? Yeah. He, he exhausts me just looking at him sometimes. He has so much energy. He's a very energetic person, as you know, because we've talked so many times. I'm actually a pretty even-killed person, pretty mellow person. Um, and um, he speaks with a lot of emphasis and authority, and you know, it really pushes on the voice. And uh, it, it, was, it was a really challenging Physically, surprisingly, it felt like I was shooting an action movie. Mm. I was exhausted in in literal in physical pain at the end of each day from uh, the exertion and literal physical pain. But I I I left everything every day on on the stage, as they say. Uh, and you know, it was it was a beautiful thing to to have that feeling where you really. You know, you you failed a lot. You won a little bit, and and you really just left it all out there, uh, and and tried your best. And I'm glad that people seeming seem to be enjoying it. It's a beautiful feeling to have people. You know, I said before, I've made a lot of people cry, probably in films, and I've done some darker, a lot of darker things. But it's it's also nice to, you know, make people laugh as well. Um, that that's something that's been kind of newer for me in my career, but with Paolo and and with this, it's been it's been fun to you know make people laugh as well. What about the mental exhaustion of playing him? Because just I think my favorite episode might actually be the finale when everything is just going wrong and everything's closing in on them, and and you keep thinking they're going to pull it out. You know, they keep getting these reprieves and then ultimately they do not. And it ends with that devastating phone call. I would just think being in that emotional space, even just shooting that episode would be hard. You know, I mean, I don't I wouldn't hone in on that specifically because. I certainly didn't carry that home with me, but it certainly was it was like every day was exhausting. Number one, there's a lot of material. Uh, but I loved it. I have to keep saying that. Like I was, it's the kind of exhausted and the kind of physical, when I talk about like physical pain as well, I, I, I wasn't feeling sorry for myself. I felt like this is exactly how I should feel uh, because it was, you know, it was, it was incredibly challenging. There's so much work. It's, it's, uh, you were climbing a mountain every day, Annie and I, and um, it was great to have someone to share that with. And of course, there were intense days and 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 really, you know, emotionally challenging days, like there are in any movie. Um, but I was really excited by the work, and I, I'd never really had a film that, you know, at some point, usually in a film, you're like, you cross a point where you're like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm you know, we can we can start to maybe wrap this up right now. I don't know, maybe maybe a couple more weeks would be good. Let's let's you know, or maybe it's time for a break or something, but I honestly, I just was in love with the, the process with our, our, the partners that I had in this film. And it just was really a special one. I have to say, you know, it was like really unique, um, 
And I didn't, I just didn't want it to end. I mean, we could do a season two, technically. They're still out there. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine? I don't know. Oh, wow. Uh, but, you know, I, I'd love to work with all of these people again. They were just such great collaborators and partners. And, you know, I really uh, admire the, this, 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 that we crash crew so much. We talked a little bit about Anne before, but um, I want to go back and touch on the chemistry between you two. And you've always had great chemistry with your scene partners. I mean, I'm thinking of Al Pacino and Matthew McConaughey, you know, and Margot Robbie even. Uh, like, how do you, is there a way to make that chemistry happen? Or do you just have to show up and hope for the best? Or, or actually, maybe that's where the acting comes in. I mean, look, when you have someone who's as great as Annie, I, I think she probably would have chemistry with a doorknob. You know, I, 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 I think like, you know, it, it's also the thing when you have fascinating people or talented people uh, that I've been fortunate enough to work with, like the people you listed, I, I think they all have so much chemistry. They literally could make up for anyone not having it. Like, I, you know, I couldn't claim to have any because they're all so compelling. But, you know, I know this when I look in Annie's eyes, she was always full of life. And, you know, the smallest improvisation of which I did an enormous amount, but the smallest improvisation, she would respond with, you know, something surprising and, and help take the scene in a direction that was unexpected. You know, she'd, she'd catch the ball and throw it back even more precisely. Um, and that's, that's what you hope for, uh, is that kind of partnership. Um, but that, that keeps it alive too. And, and both of us, you know, there wasn't ever a scene that I did with her that we left without feeling like, okay, we, there's something there at the basic, basic level, like there's some truth there. And then at the, you know, the, on a, on a bigger, in a bigger way, something, you know, special or surprising or a happy accident, or we went somewhere that, that was unexpected and, we failed four takes and then, but whoa, something happened. There was a wave of creativity that came in and, you know, swept us all away. It was a fun one. I mean, your whole cast is great. I love seeing Anthony Edwards again. Best. So fantastic. Best. Oh my gosh. The best. Yeah. And I'm his, I'm like a fan, you know? So for him, you know, I don't think he realized that, but, but certainly by the end, you know, I think I told him at the very end, but he's just, he's got character, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just a lot of, uh, emotion, you know, uh, um, and gravitas, but I, you know, I grew up watching his work as well. So I was thrilled, um, to, to have those scenes with him and a really terrific big cast, you know, but it was so fun to have like, Oh, I get to work with this person this day. And the next day I get to work with that person. And then you have all these day players, I mean, someone should talk to the day players. They were incredible. They just blew me away. We've had these people come in for like, you know, to shoot a third of a day or a half a day. And that's a terrifying thing to do. First of all, I've done it and it's really intimidating. But these, these actors in New York were just killing it. And, you know, I was off, uh, you know, I, I, like I said before, I was just like, you know, off, off, off script and improvising and, uh, ad infinitum. And, uh, and these, these day players would just come in and we'd take a little scene and it would turn into just a, 
you know, a mountain of gold thanks to them. I've been the biggest fan of Stephen Boyer since I saw him on Broadway in Hand to God. It's like my favorite stage performance I think I've ever seen. Um, yeah, yeah there's and- some, some great acts. My, my assistant, Phil, played by Andrew uh, Burnup, who yes. um, was just terrific. We had all these little things that, and I, I really take up a lot of, I, it's a thrill for me to kind of lean into someone that's maybe a newer actor or someone that's coming in for a day, a day player. I love to try to lean in and, you know, make something bigger out of that, you know, uh, collaboration. And, and that's really exciting for me that, that, that keeps things, um, keeps me on my toes and, and I'm always eager to try to, um, I guess, share those moments with, with people that are there. Cause I know, um, you know, I've been on that, mm-hmm in that place as well. And, um, it's really a lot of, uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. I've had friends say that like doing a couple lines on something is actually harder than being the lead, because at least with the lead, you have a whole character arc and you know, a story, but in some of these roles, you have to come in and like make two lines believable and create a whole character. You get warmed up and you get to know people and you, and you, and you work enough to where you kind of work the nerves out, but man, you, you show up and, I couldn't believe oh, what the, the, some of these actors were so good. It was like, it was, it was inspiring and really a lot of fun to work with them. People talk a lot about what a chameleon you are. And, and, and I'm curious, I'm actually trying to think like, when was the last time you played a character who really looked like you or, or have you? <laughs> I mean, Morbius would be the closest, yeah, but of course, he, even he, even he turns into a monster, but I'm not really sure. I really, really haven't done too much of that. Um, you know, I, I may, maybe 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 one of these days I'll just I'll get cast because of my uh, my charm. <laughs> I just wonder if there's like some psychological thing there where you don't you you don't want to look like you on screen. No, not really. I think it's more just about looking for really compelling characters, and 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 maybe other people. I don't know. Maybe other people look for things that seem to fit them. I, 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 I'm always looking maybe for things that don't fit because I think it's fascinating to explore, you know, different sides of yourself and to learn new things. And I think it's, you know, I, I like to surprise and delight audiences and myself. And I love the challenge. I mean, I like like to 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 walk down a path that I haven't been down before. Um, but I just look for compelling characters to be honest. Like I had no idea what Paolo looked like when I took on the role. And, um, you know, I really just read the script and fell in love with like the the heart and soul of the character. And that that's really what I'm looking for. That's Jared Leto, star of We Crash, now streaming on Apple TV+. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. The Ward Circuit Podcast is edited by Drew Griffith and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Oscar predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. Until next time, for Jazz Tanke, Emily Longaretta, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.